Early morning sesh. Let's do this. <laughs> oh my god, it's so early there. It's it's perfect. Like if I could do the two hours before work every day, we'd we'd be golden. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's the middle of your day, so this is this is like a uh, once in the lifetime type <laughs> thing right here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Having my first coffee of the day. Yeah, I'm already. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to be full energy for this one. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Um, yep, I'm on to my. I haven't opened my seltzer yet, but I'm. I'm approaching lunchtime. Uh, lunch, lunch seltzer. Yeah. Well, it's it's quarter it's quarter after eleven here. You know, if we had, if we had thought of it before the whole Lacroix craze, lunch mm-hmm. seltzer would have been a great name for the podcast. We could get to 100 episodes and then just start a new show called it's, Lunch Seltzer. We, we can't do it now because it, everybody knows LaCroix and Seltzer, so it's, it's, not, it's not cool. We're not, we're not bleeding edge there. Everybody's already, already talking about Seltzer. <laughs> well, <laughs> did you know that some dude in, like, whenever it was, the forever ago 1800s, he, he figured out how to make seltzer and then just didn't patent the fucking idea and then Schweppes patented it? No, I didn't know that. This guy just like saw, it was like all written up and whatever. I think they were using it for like, I don't want to say like homeopathic, whatever. They thought it was like a medical thing. Right. You take that with some heroin and you're, you're good to go for the day. And apparently all it is is it's mixing water upon water until you get it to make carbon dioxide. So he, he, he came up with the process, and then Schweppes patented that process. They didn't patent the idea of carbonation. Yeah, just, correct. Just the patent of that type of process. Because there's, there's, yeah, I mean, that's there's the only other pro- can patent. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, you're patenting the, the method. Um. That'd be awesome if that's how our patent system worked. Someone patented carbon dioxide. Well, no, no. I, I thought you meant he patented seltzer. And I was like, I don't think you can do that because that's just carbonated water. So they must have come up with another way to carbonate water when they figured out pressurized canisters and vacuums and stuff. I mean, they they figured it out back then, too, apparently, because they like had them on ships and shit. It's It's weird. Like, because they thought it, like, helped with scurvy or something. Anyway. That's citrus. Citrus helps with scurvy. Yeah, I know. But, like, what do you think? Do you, you think they had this, like, the same thing I have right here? A, lemon, a good old lemon-lime Adirondack sparkling water? No, I don't think they had that at all. Wait, is it still patented? Can you not call? Oh, it does say seltzer on here. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's seltzer that that, that was patented. It had to have been the water-upon-water water process that you mentioned. I like how we say that word differently. Well, it's amazing. To water? Me. No, seltzer. Seltzer. How do I say it? You have like a like I ha- I use a z and a full vocal stop, and you use like a, a you're you're softer on it. There's not really a vocal stop, and you give it more of an s sound. Seltzer. It's. it's you do you it. You said sel. I. Said, <laughs> you're gonna. Now you're gonna you now it. now Listen. you go. <laughs> Seltzer. 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 
Seltzer. <laughs> Sounds like you're speaking Klingon. Seltzer. <laughs> I just that's how I do it. I don't know. It's a I don't know. It's it's a thing. But you you soften it. You have a, a you use a softer S and it's like it I sounds think, like more like one word. I think it's well it is one word. <laughs> um, but I, I I think the appearance of uh, like those three consonants in a row, especially like a T before a Z. Yeah. For whatever reason, like I mean, how do you say pretzel? Pretzel. Yeah, so you don't say pretzel. No. Okay. Seltzer. 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 Yeah, that's seltzer? What, that's what I'm saying. You were saying I don't you say saying seltzer. seltzer. I don't say seltzer. I say seltzer. No. <laughs> now you're gonna listen to the beginning of it. when you hear I this was, back. I, I you're was gonna... wrong. It's too early for this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Twenty Nine Twenty Eight. We are a semi-weekly podcast presented by two friends. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen. You can find us at 2928.digital, which is where you'll find our entire back catalog of episodes. If you'd like to get in touch, you can email us at 2928.digital at gmail. You can follow us on your preferred socials, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Please tell a friend, and if you enjoy what you hear, take the time to rate and review. It helps us find new listeners. And once again, thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. <laughs> oh, man. We've seen each other for the first time in feels like years in the time since we've recorded. I, I had lunch with uh, Gherkin, and I never thought that would happen. <laughs> Gerwitz. I always Gerwitz. Bring, I had lunch I, with Gerwitz, and I never thought that would happen. I always bring him up, and the like. The running joke is that you don't know who he is, and now since you had lunch with him, you can't make that joke anymore. Yeah, I know. I, I, we're old friends now. <laughs> yeah, he was. he was funny about it. He was just like, he was just like, yeah, they were really cool people. They were cool to hang out with. And uh, and then the, you guys had like your lunch or whatever, and Gerwitz was like, "I think I chewed his ear off. I don't know if he likes me." And I'm like, "No, no, no. That's how he is. No, He's just I, he always." I, mean, I it was it. They're completely nice people. Um, but when you sign up, like when your wife signs you up to have lunch with complete strangers, and then you're there, <laughs> and she's under the impression that you guys are all old friends and stuff, I was like, "I have never met this guy." <laughs> Apparently, there was a Thanksgiving at some point. <laughs> But we have just as much fucking uh, airtime with each other as as uh, as you do. So and yet and yet you led with I had never met this guy, and then you you supplemented that statement with apparently there was a Thanksgiving, which we literally had Thanksgiving together. Right, but you don't, um, you didn't even remember which 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 event that was because towards the end of it we were talking it could have been New Year's or something too. It was just at Bill's apartment at some point. Right. And that's, I mean, that's the, that's the thing is that like those all blend the ones that are like, I don't know how your memory works for this kind of stuff, but like my memory does not work. Well, yeah, there's that as we get older, we don't remember fucking anything, but I remember that based on location is the only way I can really do that. Like I remember our Thanksgiving in Pennsylvania because I remember being physically in Pennsylvania. I remember that one because 
I traveled across country to Vermont and then we drove down there. Like we, we took like every mode of transportation over the night to get to Pennsylvania. And I was like dead on my feet for those first 12 hours. <laughs> yeah. We, pick, we picked your brought... sister up at like the train station or something. Oh, that's right. We picked Catherine up in Jersey. Oh, holy shit. It was like Morristown, New Jersey. I forgot about that. Whoa, that's funny. Um, yeah, like the, 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 I remember their different apartments. Like they had so many apartments and I was. Are you talking about a, like a soda siphon bottle? Is that what you're talking about? What do you mean? For the, what we're talk- for the seltzer patent. There, you said it normally that time. Um, I, I don't know. I, I like. I saw a TikTok about I think the it, word's so. atypical. I can't I don't think you can say normal. <laughs> or, or no, neurotypical is the word, right? <laughs> For what? You? You can't say normal. Oh, I'm not allowed. Oh, normal's canceled? Normal normal gives the connotation that it's better than something else. Um No, cuz uh. I was trying to find a seltzer patent and I found the soda siphon from 1790, which is like the things like you'd see in the old like uh, silent films, Marx Brothers movies, where they would have it at like the bar or a speakeasy, and they'd spray people with it, which I think is okay. just pressurized, like the same way that a soda stream works, except by hand. You know? Oh, that's cool. So this is as early as 1790. The concept of aerosol was introduced in France with self-pressurized carbonated beverages. So se- 1790. The modern siphon was created in 1829 when two Frenchmen patented a hollow corkscrew which could be inserted into a soda bottle and, by use of a valve, allowed a portion of the contents to be dispensed while maintaining the pressure on the side of the bottle and preventing the remaining soda from going flat. Soda siphons were popular in the 1920s and 30s. The rise of bottled carbonated beverages and the destruction of many of the siphon manufacturer plants in Eastern Europe during World War II led to a decline in their popularity in the years after the war. Okay. So soda siphon. Whoa. Now we're doing we're doing quick history. That's what we're doing now. I mean this is this is what we do. It is what we do. That's like one of the that is one of the themes that does come up over and over again. We talk about history from the standpoint of people who didn't study history. I mean I took history classes. Oh, yeah, I, me too. I always liked history. Oh, me too. I loved it. It's too bad we don't like history as a like nation anymore. Well, people like the history that they like, and they don't want to be told otherwise, which is the yeah. problem. The, 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 the false equivalency arguments is is where we're, where we're finding ourselves in danger of living without a reality like there's no mooring holding us to anything because Oof, my, my, <laughs> I, i'm i'm doing this in a in in my my like work from home setup that i set up last night uh nice. and it's in like the dining room living room area and Leda just launched herself at the glass door because there's a big old crow in our backyard uh, she's really getting after it, huh? Yeah, I'm curious to see, because I'm on a carpet right now, but it's a bigger room, but I'm also not near windows, so I'm curious to see what, what, what this sounds like compared to my other rooms that I've done this in. 
the beginning sounded a little cavernous, and then it's gotten better as I've listened, you know, kept listening. Well, I think the beginning is, uh, it's also early in LA on a weekday, so I, I'm probably going to have to combat a lot of leaf blowers and weed whackers, because everyone's getting their lawns done. I think I'm the only person in all of LA who mows their own lawn. Oh, man. Did you see that thing where they were talking about there's more um there's more exhaust emissions from people getting their lawn manicured their lawns manicured in California than there is uh car pollution in California I mean I I can believe that but I also think that might be stretching the facts in their favor like there there's no way that's true but I mean, it there's, sounds there's like 100% hyperbole. way there is a truth that like it's 100% true, but there's no way that's true. You know, it's that that type of thing. Yeah, totally. I mean, like, they are, if you think per thing happening, you know, obviously lawn care equipment stuff is much dirtier than... I'm all electric. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, yeah, I got, I got my the, electric weed whacker. I got my electric tree trimmer. I got my electric mower. I'm, I'm good I'm to go. I'm not saying you. I'm saying in California, you know, that state. Yeah, no, they're... they're yeah, it's... Uh, I, I, non-stop and they're all they're all landscapers with with extra gas tanks and stuff too so i, I mean yeah i that could be 100 percent true but the sheer amount of people driving cars is <laughs> oh yeah ridiculous um did i send you that video of the guy in like he's either in like mississippi or alabama and he is at like a a civil war monument field and it's like this is where this battle took place and they have the did you see that yeah i watched that that was incredible the fucking words are they talk about um uh, that what did that what's the word they use they used oh they use the word impressed yeah instead of oppressed or instead of oppressed enslaved impressed i it's yeah, I mean they're they're trying to paint history with a different brush so that people who grow up with that history think that way, and it it works. It one hundred percent works. I think I mean it definitely works, but is it a case of like you believe your own lie at some point? Absolutely. If it's a, it's the the George Costanza thing. If 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 you believe it, it it is no lie. You know. Sure. Um. So as long as you believe in it, it's it's true. And when people start sh- trying to shake that faith with, you know, facts and history and uh, conflicting points of view that don't line up with their agenda, <clears throat> they get real angry real, real quick. And they, just to clarify for listeners, in the video, not only do they say impressed as the word that should be oppressed for referring to African-American slave, not, I could be wrong in remembering this, but I think it's, I think they're literally talking about slave, slaves who are fighting, right? Yeah. I or mean, is it just, it would have been, then the, I think it's slave troops that were fighting for the Confederacy. On behalf right. of the then, Confederacy, are they? And then they talk about the Union Army, and the Union Army is referred to... As the attackers. As the attackers. 
Yeah, it, well, it's the war of northern aggression. That the whole the whole war has been, has been coined down there as northern aggression. Right. It's all painted in that in that right. frame. And the fact that I mean, we talked about this before. The South's losers. Yeah. They're they're losers. They lost the war, but we never could, we, we had we had to let the Union heal and whatnot. So we had to back off, and we couldn't rub their noses and shit. So they know they're losers. And now look at us. Yeah. Um, something else came up the other day, which I thought was very interesting. Um, some comedian was talking about the exposure of you know, a certain past generation, the high exposure that they had to like lead. And I thought about that, you know, they, he, he posed it as a joke. Right. Um, and he said, well, you know, they had all the, they had like lead pipes. They literally were drinking water out of leaded pipes they literally had lead in gasoline they had to like scramble to like get lead out of gasoline because it was you know super toxic to breathe in and um as exhaust particulate and i got thinking about this and i quite legitimately think it, it made me reflect on all of these stories like you know how our parents talked about playing with mercury and like all of that stuff? And I think the refrain is, but we turned out fine, right? That's like what they always say about it. They're like, oh, but we're, we, we turned out all right. And now I'm thinking about it and I'm wondering if they did. I'm wondering in a way, like... Is it the case that all of this poison has affected all of these people who are now all old and in charge of everything and they're all actually so dumb that they're just driving this entire world into the ground like fucking blind idiots? Like, Well, I, I don't know what the uh, the symptoms of, you know or the side effects of mercury poisoning are or what they are long term or short term so i can't really speak to that but the thing about unleaded gas and you know up until whatever it was 1980 or whatever like that when unleaded gas was prevalent and really the only I think, option i think it's early 70s that they they start start that shying away from ga- it unleaded gas is like there have been we can, there have yeah. been studies that try to correlate or have correlated the uh the decline in unleaded gas to less aggressive behavior as a whole in in populated places of the country so well that was the, that was the stand-up's joke his joke was well, literally unleaded gasoline the lead and then and then he did a did a segue to the january 6th insurrection right. riots at the capitol and he was like, hmm, but literally was talking about that sort of aggression. But that's what got me thinking about it seriously. Like, I understand that jokes that are rooted in semi-truths are the ones that, like, they cut the deepest because they're they're funny because of the truth that they hold. And, 
you know, obviously that's not always the case. And obviously there's a lot of hyperbole when you talk about, you know, stand up. Um, right. But when it, what I'm saying is like in the 60s and the 70s, like there's evidence that that did exist because everybody was living in it and breathing in it. And then 20 years, 30 years removed when they could go back. Obviously, there's other factors that are have an outside impact on something as as I guess temperamental as aggression levels, but they were like measuring murder rates per capita and all that. Like that's that's a there's a pretty sound foundation that breathing in lead for 40 extended years in crowded metropolitan areas leads to uh, probably brain damage and uh, acts of aggression because they don't know how to deal with their feelings. Like it's basically just CTE through, through, through the air, you know? Right. I don't really know if that can be traced all the way to the capital, capital riders. Cause a lot of them were probably, I mean, the riders <laughs> uh, were probably, what, what are you laughing at? Uh, you said riders and I'm just picturing them on horseback. No, I said riders. I just, you know, I don't have my full vocal stop on my words, as, as you uh, mentioned before. Uh, but, like, a lot of the Capitol rioters were probably, you know, born in 1970. So, at most, they have prenatal lead poisoning. I mean, still, I mean, there's still, <clears throat> there's lead everywhere. I mean, like, the joke when I was a kid was paint chips. Um you know, there's there's toxic levels of lead everywhere. We, but, we I have mean, I a, think I think even even for us, paint chips weren't really that existent when we were kids. No, but there's also like infrastructure stuff, like literally lead pipes that are still in the ground places. Right. Um, so I, you know, it really comes down to you know th- they test for this sort of stuff today. Um, you know, like your children will get tested for lead as a normal thing in america i mean given given the choice between if you were given a multiple choice thing and been like january 6 assholes were most uh driven (laughs) driven to uh to storm the gates because of lead poisoning or because of Bad comics and false equivalencies on news programs and having to take a stance on bad faith arguments about the country and not wanting to back down. I think uh-huh. I think they're much more affected by uh, all of that than they are by e. lead. The answer is E, all of the above. <laughs> it's it's literally everything that leads to that moment, I, th- I think. Um what I was going to say before about the lead poisoning thing is that there's a family in town here. Um, they moved because of the levels of lead in their home that they owned. And they like tried to like sue the previous owners because they didn't do lead remediation. And they, I think either claimed they had or whatever, um, which is ridiculous. Like, wouldn't you get a receipt for that? Anyway. Um, Anyway, they moved. They moved into like a garage. That's probably in safer like, for lead. 
they moved into like this like i mean it's in bumfuck too which is hilarious um but they like moved even more remotely than where i live currently which is quite remotely and yeah into like some sort of like barn garage thing that's i wouldn't even call it necessarily suitable for normal people living and that is better apparently than the house that they owned which was exposing their child to lead um you know, but these particular people are also very um, uh, conscious about that kind of stuff. I don't want to be mean to any people, you know, or judgy or whatever, but um, they are very hyper aware of, you know, their children's environment and intake and uh, and stuff like that. Which actually reminds me, um, first of all, when are we getting you up here to start a pig farm? Because apparently we're starting a pig farm. I I don't know, man. What? what? I, th- <laughs> I think you, I think you want to start a pig farm. I don't I don't think I do. Really? I think it's a good idea. I think I'd I'd, I'd rather just document Bill having a pig farm. Let him do the the pig farming. I don't know, man. I think I'm gonna raise some pigs next year. Yeah, man. You should. I mean, you have land. You're already there. I am. I might have to get some chickens too, so they eat the ticks. I got a fucking tick bite this week. Oh, really? Yeah. My skin—it's my second one this this season. Um, but I mean, I get them out before they like, they like in bed. But damn, they are fucking nasty fuckers. Yeah, it sounds like a nightmare, man. I mean, that's the only nightmare. Is like for two seasons out of the year when it's like semi semi cold, you know, and not freezing, we get fucking this influx of ticks. So I'm really gonna have to start getting like guinea hens and chickens to eat those ticks. But I keep thinking, you know, I'm I'm buying half a half a hog from Bill. You know, he gave me the cut heat yesterday and I'm I was filling it out last night. Um, it, it, I don't know if it like financially makes sense, but like, well, how much does it cost to raise a hog? Well, that's the thing is that compared to what you pay bill for half a hog and how I think I I think I would have to experience it. I don't really know. I was talking to Bill about this last night and we, we FaceTimed when we were talking about the, the cut sheet. Cause you know, like I said, I'm buying a, a half a hog from him and he's he's not i i wouldn't say he's charging me that much money i thought it was pretty cheap and at the end of their lives they eat a lot of food when they are like just getting ready to be slaughtered um they there's a lot of intake which is why when i worked my old farm job I used to get the spent grains from the distilleries and the breweries and bring them back up. And those pigs would eat all that spent grain. And I brought a ton of it. It's one of those things you just got to try it out. You know, you just got to raise raise some hogs and uh, hope for the best, you know. <laughs> so I'm saying is like, it's also. If I, under, it, I understand your logic. Uh, it, I don't think that saying is going to catch on, though. <laughs> raise some hogs and hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> It's also too long for a title. You know what they say. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think it makes sense that if you're going to like, if you're going to start a small business and turn that around and start, you know, selling meat and stuff. The other thing is, and I think I've told you this before, but like my boss amongst, you know, among others have said to me and have said not maybe not so candidly, like wait for, you know, we, we have these, we have history as an example at some point there will be some sort of food shortage, you know? And I think part of, like, the responsibility of being, like... Did you hear that? Did I hear what? Someone... It was just a huge fucking gunshot. It's hunting season. Um... (laughs) Anyway, at, at some point, you know, there will be a food shortage, and I think part of like the responsibility of being you know of of running a household with children is being responsible for what you provide them and that includes obviously shelter and food and water so having my freezer downstairs my stand-up freezer be you know chock full of food that can go a long way just to be clear the stand-up freezer isn't the same stand-up that was telling you about the unleaded gas correlation was it different stand-up okay just wanted to make sure this wasn't like a berkowitz thing (laughs) (laughs) my refrigerator told me (laughs) (laughs) my stand-up freezer tells me jokes um We're not like far. We're not far from that. I'm sure there's a smart freezer that already tells jokes. Oh my god! Can you imagine how annoying that fucking freezer would be? It would be the uh, hack. It would be the hackiest jokes. It would be like Jay Leno standing in your in your basement. No, oh, come on. <laughs> Doing That's... fucking Judge Ito bits. <laughs> You know, you say that. That's a ho- like. That's a horrible thing for like. That makes me f- like. Well, that makes me sick to think about. I bet that's a million dollar idea. No, well, I mean, so I don't mean to cut off your thinking. I completely agree. I think you should be self-sufficient to the extent that you're prepared for whatever you need to be, be prepared for. Uh, yeah. so, so get your get your hogs, hope for the best, and then you're, you're <laughs> at least safe from having to to rush the supermarket for, for pig meat. Um, but... On the on the stand up refrigerator side, I think there's it's we're not far off from there in that I mean look at gas station pumps now have uh, TV screens that you can't turn off that advertise and then play a few seconds of a shitty like Entertainment Tonight show and then advertise. Totally. I think the future is that we are consumers, so we're we'll end up, you know. Not owning a refrigerator, but leasing one from Amazon, like we do our phones, and f- to subsidize the payment of the fridge, maybe we have to listen to advertising that we can't turn off because it lives in our kitchen. You know, maybe not on the fridge side, but it's going to happen on the TV side. Like we're not; it's not going to be commercials on network television anymore. It's going to be commercials built into the television, supplied to us by 
Amazon Fire or Apple TV or LG. They're pop-up yeah. ads that we're going to have to live with because there's no pop-up ad blocker on you know our washing machine. So I thought about this a while back. Um, when I was thinking about like, how do you get people to get vaccinated? Like, how do we convince, like, what's the thing that you do to convince, you know, the people who are anti-vax to get vaccinated? And as I was thinking about the whole problem, I thought about, um, this correlates to your, your, your gas station interaction, because if you think about the gas station, and that advertisement to you, we're not far off from facial recognition being used to advertise to you. And we're not far off from like those sort of those sorts of scans to like, you know, so in a way, wearing a mask, if you convinced the conspiracy theorists early of what will be an inevitable truth. If you convince them early on that wearing masks actually was good because you could never get facial facial recognition software to complete a, a composite of your person, you'd have all those people wearing masks in public all the time. Well, let me posit this that I've been thinking of since the pandemic started and which, you know, I'm sure is a huge topic on those anti-vax websites. Uh, the fact that we're all wearing masks for the past two years are we just creating another obstacle to better train the facial recognition software? So now they don't need a whole face. They just need the eyes. Um, We've all been walking around and giving our visage, but also carrying like our phones on us, which, you know, everybody allows tracking on something on their phone. So that's two-factor authentication right there when, when they're trying to use facial recognition. So we've essentially trained the, the AI to be closer to retinal scan than, than facial recognition. All it needs is like an eyebrow twitch and your temple and it knows who you are, your hairline, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, like already, like right now there's already... Um... Do you say already or already? I don't really say already that much. I just said it just now, and as you said it back to me, I don't know if I say it really all, at all. I, I know I, was, I, I didn't notice one way or the other. It's just I've noticed myself when sometimes, like when I said rider and you said rider, sometimes I I get lazy in the middle of words, and I'm pretty sure sometimes I go already. And I don't know. Yeah. If, I don't know if I've always done that or if I've just given up. <laughs> Uh, I, if I had a guess, I would say you always did it, but it's like maybe, I mean, two things, you're probably more conscious of it sometimes, um, which being conscious of it at all leads you to think about it more, um, which never helps. Um, but I, I think in English, we have a lot of words like that. You, you, when you said it before, when we were talking about, when you said the word rioter, I still heard you say rider the second time when you were like, no, I said rider. And I was like, what? Right. But, and, and then I had to think about it and I was like, oh, he's saying rioter. Rider. Yeah. I don't know what that double, that double, uh, 
it's a diphthong. It's just in the middle of the word. And yeah. it's not like you don't like whether or not you you rioter. Rioter. Yeah, yeah. I could say rioter, which <laughs> as I say it sounds correct, but I would never <laughs> I would never enunciate it like that. The rioters like that would be obnoxious. <laughs> um yeah, and, and that DT sound is the same in so many words in English. So it's like, you don't know, but it was a good, for me, that moment had a good image of rioters on horses riding. Um, <laughs> well, was, I'm trying to be more image. efficient with the alphabet. So I'm condensing it down from like, to maybe like 15 usable sounds rather than <laughs> you know your standard 26 letters <laughs> i mean the other thing is you uh living in california you're gonna have i would if i had a guess as a non-linguist um but someone who's interested in linguistics i would i would guess that your speech that you currently have is 95% set in stone. And I would say that you in the last, now that you've lived in LA for 11 years, I would say that living in LA from 2010 to 2021 has a different effect on what you say versus if you had lived there even 20 years earlier. Um, there's this linguistic shift, actually. If you, what well, we should actually do this as like a project to like try and figure it out what it is just independently. I know there's studies and stuff like this that are done on this, but like maybe if we just watched, we should just watch like TV sitcoms from like 1980 to to like 1992 and why, nothing else why, why would we want to do that i know i know it sounds horrible right but it's because there's this because we have this digital record now of all of we have all of that on film you can actually linguists are i don't want to say they're blown away by this but they study this phenomenon which is like there has already been quite a crazy shift in the English American um, accent over just in those the difference of those 30 to 40 years. There's been a huge change. And it's basically part of the internet era sort of thing. Um, but anyone who doesn't know about this should look this up because it's fucking nuts. Um, but there's like this sort of the vowel. It, I don't want to call it a vowel shift because I don't know if it is a vowel shift. But usually these are talked about in by 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 saying it's a vowel shift. But basically, you have everything from that era sounded a lot more to us now, like Minnesota, and a lot more. Um, you know, Midwest, North, Northern Midwest, there's a lot of different kind of like eh sounds in all of the speech. Um, now, do I think this is, you know, you have a lot of other things that are influencing this too, but basically 
we all sound like we do now because the speech is getting um everyone's kind of watching and seeing the same media and stuff like that so it's like a it's it's like we're losing the specific regional dialects that we would normally have homogenization yeah and there's like less there are fewer linguistic heirlooms in our daily speech i would say you know so it's just um it's just very interesting um i get i get that especially like, with with your your sitcom reference then too because like that was what everyone was watching everyone was watching the cosby show or family ties in the 80s everybody was watching friends and seinfeld so at caught at the right time and then you you start picking up whatever the vocal cues are on that particular and then like you said with the internet you start seeing the reach of single expressions of language that ha- now have access to you know the world so that's that's like when i sent you and build a thing about vocal fry it's mm-hmm. there i had never there heard are, of that are trends and 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 ticks that existed in a vacuum or in a, a single schoolyard or something like that that now have dominance because people can get you know 36 million views on on their video yeah i had never ever heard of it like you saying vocal fry was a complete like we went back and forth on that and i feel like um i've been fascinated with it for i mean it's they start they started like doing reports writing articles on it maybe like five years ago or something like that and it's it's just so fascinating that people want to like affect their 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 voice so severely. Right. I mean, you were you were responding to me quite. We were we were, I think, hostily maybe. Uh, We've never had a hostile conversation. What are you talking? Oh about? my god, we're <laughs> such we're such assholes to each other over text. But I mean, the that you were saying that to me, like I was some sort of like i was doing a lopez to you like i was well i mean there's a reason that there's a lopez term is because you're like the boy who who hid from wolf the boy who hid i was i was legit i legitimately had never heard of and i was i was sure you had because it seems like something that's so up your alley it's a it's a vocal linguistic trend of the past decade but I didn't know it was a thing because it's just that particular thing is completely not in my wheelhouse, which is sort of incredible. And then how how Bader Meinhof were you uh, after the fact of learning about it? Did you hear it in every uh, podcast that you listened to and every TikTok video you watched? No, not at all. I was completely un-Bader meinhof by it. It made me think of one creator um, and I haven't seen any of his videos since, and I still, you know, the jury's out in my mind. I'm wondering if, I'm wondering if it is a thing or not. Like, I don't know if that guy uses it. I think he does, but I'll have to wait until I see his content again. But I didn't go out and seek it. Like, I wasn't, I just kind of, to me, that that whole idea, I just kind of, you know, shrugged and was like, huh. Didn't know about that. And then I move on. But that ex- that text exchange was hilarious, too, because 
we quite literally were just like talking at each other about different things as we are wont to do. You and I are pros at that shit. Well, I mean, that's the crux of this whole podcast. (laughs) The premise is that you can listen back to this show and you're not actually sure whether or not we're listening to each other. Oh, we're well, just talking. I, I, I found, I found, I found the text. So you sent me a TikTok, and I said, "Cool vocal fry, bro." And you go, "Is that an effect?" And I said, "Affect." And you're like, "Most certainly not." <laughs> and then, thinking that you're aware of what vocal fry is, I send you the definition of affectation, and I say, "He affects his vocal fry to appeal to ASMR losers." And then you just go off with another tear. But like by that point, because I still by don't that point, know you're talking I, about I, vocal fry. Exactly. By that point, I'm like, oh, he's just ignoring the fact that vocal fry begins <laughs> <laughs> or exists rather. Because <laughs> I didn't know. I still don't know what you mean by vocal fry, though. I said okay, and I just sent you a video of like the most straightforward but probably boring lady explaining vocal fry. But then, right, but the best part about that exchange is we are both in our own worlds and both correct in our own worlds because we're both defining effect and affect correctly right. in and the contexts w- in which we are using them. And we're both presupposing that we know that what the other person's doing. Like, you think I'm just being a dick to you, and I think you're just trolling me. So we're, we're just, like, standing <laughs> our ground on this and then it ends with you learning something new and being like, oh yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> it like de-escalates so quickly because I'm like, oh fuck, that's crazy. And then here my mind, you know, like my reaction to all of that was, and I was working too. I like went off into, I, I got angry. I was like, I got to settle this now. I'm not letting this go. And I like went into the other warehouse to like, Go text and yell at you, and I'm, then you send. I'm so send that video. so angry about the Sunday conversation because I was with my wife and her friend, and like I couldn't give you my full attention. So I would check in every once in a while, and you'd written like four <laughs> paragraphs. I was like, I don't have time to read this. I'm just gonna fire <laughs> something off. <laughs> oh, oh man, it's so good. I love that. Oh god. <laughs> But that's, like, those conversations are the best possible outcome of those conversations. And the worst possible outcome of those conversations are anti-vaxxers and January 6th rioters. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (sighs) Jesus. Um, we didn't clap. Oh, shit. You're right. <laughs> Three, two, one. Oh, Jankia. Oh, Naseeb. Kidda bhi hai? Badiya, 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 badiya. Chakkiya phatte? Ya, chalo. Sanu chai de note. Sanu chai de note. Sanu chai de ਦੋਟ ਦੋਟ ਮੈਨੂੰ 
ਹੁਲ ਹਸਲ ਮੇਰੀ ਦਾ ਮੇਰੇ ਸਾਹਮਣੇ ਤੂੰ ਰੱਖ ਲਿਖੇ ਕਾਗਜ਼ਾਂ ਤੇ ਬੋਲ ਦੇ ਕੀ ਕੈਸ਼ ਕਰਨੇ ਹੱਥ 300 ਤੋਂ ਚੱਕ ਫੈਂਟ ਮਤੇ ਤਰਨੇ ਅਗ ਲਾਇਆ ਮੁੱਕੜਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਐਡਾ ਲਾ ਲੈਣਾ ਢੇਰ ਜੱਟ ਮੰਜੇ ਦੇ ਪਾਵੇ ਨਾ ਰੱਖੂ ਬੰਨ ਕੇ ਕੁਬੇ ਮੇਰੀ ਆਪਣੀ ਹੀ ਲੇਨ ਹੋਣੀ ਗੇਮ ਹੋਣੀ ਫੇਮ ਹੋਣੀ ਚੁੱਪ ਹੋਣੀ ਲਾਊਡ ਰੋਲੀ ਬੈਰੀਆਂ ਦੀ ਲੇਮ ਹੋਣੀ ਕਲੇਮ ਹੋਣਾ ਨਾਵੇਂ ਸ਼ੌਰਤਾਂ ਦਾ ਕੋਟਾ ਹੂ ਹੀਰਿਆਂ ਤੋਂ ਖਰਾ ਸਿੱਕਾ ਮਾਪਿਆਂ ਦਾ ਖੋਟਾ ਨਾ ਅੱਜ ਦੀ ਨਾ ਕੱਲ ਦੀ ਗੱਲ ਸਮੇਂ ਤੋਂ ਪਾਰ ਦੀ 101 ਮੇਡ ਦੂਜੀ ਕਾਪੀ ਨਹੀਂ ਉਹ ਯਾਰ ਦੀ ਨਾ ਵਿਕਦਾ ਬਜ਼ਾਰੀ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਲੈਣ ਕੇ ਖਰੀਦ ਉਹ ਕੋਈ ਦੱਸ ਦੋ ਇਹਨਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਮੇਰਾ ਨਾਮ ਆ ਨਸੀਬ ਨੋਟ 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 ਮੈਨੂੰ ਚਾਹੀਦੇ ਨੇ ਨੋਟ ਨਾਲ ਚਾਹੀਦੀ ਅਮੀਰੀ ਨਾਲ ਚਾਹੀਦੇ ਨਹੀਂ ਲੋਕ ਮੇਰੇ ਦਿਲ ਬੇਈਮਾਨੀ ਭਰੀ ਮੱਤ ਵਿੱਚ ਖੋਰ ਹੱਕ ਲੈਣ ਦਾ ਬੇੜਾ ਗੱਲਾਂ ਸੁਣ ਲਈਆਂ ਬਹੁਤ ਨੋਟ 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 ਮੈਨੂੰ ਚਾਹੀਦੇ ਨੇ ਨੋਟ ਨਾਲ ਚਾਹੀਦੀ ਅਮੀਰੀ ਨਾਲ ਚਾਹੀਦੇ ਨਹੀਂ ਲੋਕ ਮੇਰੇ ਦਿਲ ਬੇਈਮਾਨੀ ਭਰੀ ਮੱਤ ਵਿੱਚ ਖੋਰ ਹੱਕ ਲੈਣ ਦਾ ਬੇੜਾ ਗੱਲਾਂ ਸੁਣ ਲਈਆਂ ਬਹੁਤ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਚਾਹੀਦੇ ਨੇ ਨੋਟ ਯਾਰੋ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਚਾਹੀਦੇ ਕਦੇ ਗੱਲਾਂ ਦੇ ਪਹਾੜ ਸੀਨੇ ਬਣਾਈ ਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਰੱਬ ਨੂੰ ਬਿਠਾ ਕੇ ਯਾਰੋ ਅਸੀਂ ਵਾਹੀਦੇ ਲੇਖ ਮਿਹਨਤਾਂ ਦੀ ਵਾਰਤ ਅਸੀਂ ਸਿਹਾਈਦੇ ਅੱਗ ਜਿਨ੍ਹਾਂ ਵਿੱਚ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਨਾ ਉਹ ਰੁਕਦੇ ਨੇ ਸਾਡੀ ਹਸਲ ਦੇ ਅੱਗੇ ਲੋਕ ਝੁਕਦੇ ਨੇ ਹੇਡਰਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਲੱਗੇ ਡੱਡ ਤਾਈ ਉਹ ਬੁੱਕਦੇ ਨੇ ਮੇਰੇ ਸਾਲੇ ਐਵੇਂ ਮੁੱਠੀਆਂ ਚ ਥੁੱਕਦੇ ਨੇ ਬਿਨਾ ਜ਼ੋਰ ਮੇਰੇ ਕਾਕਾ ਬਾਹਾਂ ਵਿੱਚ ਹੱਲੇ ਵੀ ਖੜਦੇ ਆ ਕਾਕਾ ਟੇਡੇ ਰਾਹਾਂ ਵਿੱਚ ਹੱਲੇ ਵੀ ਵੈਰੀ ਲੰਘਦੇ ਨੇ ਪਾਗੇ ਮੇਰੇ ਕੋਲੋਂ ਨੀਵੀਆਂ ਸੰਗਦੇ ਨੇ ਜਿਵੇਂ ਬੰਦੇ ਨਹੀਂ ਉਹ ਹੋਰ ਤੀਵੀਆਂ ਇੱਕੀਆਂ ਦਾ ਕੱਪੀ ਦਾ ਹਿਸਾਬ ਮੋੜੀਦਾ ਜਾਣ ਦਾ ਜਮਾਨਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਉਹ ਝੂਠ ਜੋੜੀਦਾ ਇੱਕੀਆਂ ਦਾ ਕੱਪੀ ਦਾ ਹਿਸਾਬ ਮੋੜੀਦਾ ਜਾਣ ਦਾ ਜਮਾਨਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਉਹ ਝੂਠ ਅਸੀਂ ਜੋੜੀਦਾ ਨੋਟ 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 ਮੈਨੂੰ ਚਾਹੀਦੇ ਨੇ ਨੋਟ ਨਾਲ ਚਾਹੀਦੀ ਅਮੀਰੀ ਨਾਲ ਚਾਹੀਦੇ ਨਹੀਂ ਲੋਕ ਮੇਰੇ ਦਿਲ ਬੇਈਮਾਨੀ ਭਰੀ ਮੱਤ ਵਿੱਚ ਖੋਰ ਹੱਕ ਲੈਣ ਦਾ ਬੇੜਾ ਗੱਲਾਂ ਸੁਣ ਲਈਆਂ ਬਹੁਤ ਨੋਟ 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 ਮੈਨੂੰ ਚਾਹੀਦੇ ਨੇ ਨੋਟ ਨਾਲ ਚਾਹੀਦੀ ਅਮੀਰੀ ਨਾਲ ਚਾਹੀਦੇ ਨਹੀਂ ਲੋਕ ਮੇਰੇ ਦਿਲ ਬੇਈਮਾਨੀ ਭਰੀ ਮੱਤ ਵਿੱਚ ਖੋਟ ਹੱਕ ਲੈਣ ਦਾ ਬੇੜਾ ਗੱਲਾਂ ਸੁਣ ਲਈਆਂ ਬਹੁਤ ਨੋਟ 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 ਮੈਨੂੰ ਚਾਹੀਦੇ ਨੇ ਨੋਟ 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 ਮੈਨੂੰ ਚਾਹੀਦੇ ਨੇ ਨੋਟ 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 ਮੈਨੂੰ ਚਾਹੀਦਾ ਹੈ ਪੈਸਾ ਨੋਟ ਪੈਸਾ ਨੋਟ 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 ਮੈਨੂੰ ਚਾਹੀਦੇ ਨੇ ਨੋਟ 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 ਮੈਨੂੰ ਚਾਹੀਦੇ ਨੇ ਨੋਟ 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 ਮੈਨੂੰ ਚਾਹੀਦਾ ਹੈ ਪੈਸਾ ਨੋਟ ਪੈਸਾ ਨੋਟ ਹਾਂ ਨੋਟ ਨੋਟ